You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than ever, we're in a time where Christians need to rise up. Business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day. Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by breaking down barriers and truly encouraging you to go all in on your faith. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Just wanted to make sure that you knew that this is actually going to be a two-part episode. So make sure to come back the next week when we launch the second portion of this with our wives. Thanks for listening. All right. Welcome back to the Kingdom Flow podcast. We have two very special, lovely guests today. We've got the wives joining us on this on this cold, brisk morning of the, December. The baby mamas. The baby mamas. <laughs> that would be Michaela Sperry. Yep. And and Lindsay Jones. Yeah. So this will be really fun. So thanks for joining and, and stepping out and 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 overcoming your your fears of, you know, non-live broadcasting, <laughs> recording, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever it is. But before we do all that, because I've got a lot of things that uh that I want to ask. I know Ian, you probably do. We we always kick it off in prayer, as you as you guys know, as yep. our only two listeners. So we'll uh <laughs> we'll kick it off in prayer. So um, Lord Jesus, we just come to you right now, Father, in this time of season to uh, just make sure that we that we pause and that we posture our hearts to be reflective of of you and and the birth of your Son, and ultimately the whole reason behind that and and Him dying on the cross for our sins and paying the ultimate price. Lord, we're just grateful for this time that we get to come together as friends and have an open conversation with mics in our in our mouths and we just um we give you all glory and honor and, and we pray that this podcast will will touch just a couple of listeners and that you'll bring fruit from this in their lives. We love you Lord it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay. So, we'll just jump right into it. Michaela, I have had this on my mind for the last couple of weeks. You about to say something? No, I just didn't know if we were doing icebreakers or like yeah, how, this, okay. this is an icebreaker. <laughs> okay, trust cool, me. Cool, cool. Oh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm 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 calling you to the carpet because I just have to get your perspective on this. You know, Ian Jesus. tells a lot of stories. Uh, as I've gotten to know him, he has a lot of things to say. He and he tells a good story too. He really gets into it and everything else. But the one story that caught me off guard completely is the story of the whole lottery incident that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> now that you are in the room, because I really have been purposeful not to really get a lot of details from you as I've seen you after I learned about this story, because I was, I, I knew this day was coming at some point. So all that being said, and for the listeners, mind you, for the listeners who have not heard that episode, I think it was either what? six or seven, but six or seven, um, yes. You know, to, to at a high level, I have a level, gift. I have a gift. Ian, Ian's got a prophetic gift, <laughs> and and he caught on to the Lord that uh, when the when the lottery got really high, he called upon the Lord to give him the numbers, and he was super convinced <laughs> that he had the right numbers, but lo and behold, he was still in his infancy stage of this prophetic gifting, <laughs> and wrong. he did not have a single number. That is correct. just one single number. That so, is Michaela. When Ian came home with the winning lottery ticket, what was going through your mind? Did you actually, number one, believe that you were going to win the lottery? 
But number two, did you think your husband was was a little crazy? <laughs> All right. So the, the whole story is 100% true. Um, <laughs> all of it is true. Part of me was like, I don't believe this. He's uh, he's just thinking crazy just because he was really excited about it. But there was a part of me that was like, hmm, yeah, this, what maybe if? we could. What if? What if? what if this is it? What if he was right? And of course, like I trust him and I'm like, he hears some Jesus. So maybe this this really is what it is. It so was. we were dreaming for a minute about it, about what we were going to do with all the money and all this. But <laughs> I think um, he hasn't bought another lottery ticket since then, and it's gotten even higher. So I think he... Um, that, that you're aware of. That I'm that, aware that of. That you're aware <laughs> The numbers are getting better every time. We're getting closer You're getting closer. closer? Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, true story, um, but it didn't happen. So if the next time he goes for it, I don't, you know, that's we'll okay. That's okay. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of times in our lives when we, when we think that we, we hear from the Lord, but a lot of times it's our own thoughts. Mm. So, but, um, just to kick it off, you know, we, we, we want to know really just who you are. I mean, obviously the, the, the listeners that have listened to the show, they know Ian and I, they, we, they've heard us talk a little bit about you, but, and I'm not really looking to go deep into the story just yet. Cause I want to lead with more questions, but just give the listeners just a quick glimpse of, we'll start with Michaela since you're already talking and flowing. So who is Michaela Sperry? How would you describe yourself? Who is Michaela Sperry? Um, I was born and raised in New Orleans. i started off as a teacher. I was a teacher for five years and then I retired as a teacher and became a full-time mom. We have three kids, which I know you've shared with them, um, two, four, and six-year-old. I stay home now and I love being home and being able to um, just be with the kids and just have flexibility. When was the moment that you fell in love with me? <laughs> the moment I fell I in love with the you? Moment was in PE class our sophomore year of high school I saw him in the gym and I was like yep it's a true story stud muffin yes. stud muffin so it all went it all went down rocking your bugle yep. boy pants yes just just roaming the halls of the His junior sweatpants <laughs> had holes in it so like they had holes he wore them all the time even when we got married he cut them off as shorts <laughs> and he wore them as pajamas i threw them For in the years, trash can one of our biggest fights when she threw those things in the trash can <laughs> and he pulled them out of I the trash them can out to of wear the trash them again can. <laughs> good news is he doesn't have those anymore they ripped so bad i couldn't uh, possibly wear them anymore man oh thank you for sharing so lindsay lindsay jones my beautiful bride who is lindsay um, hi, I am um, Lindsay, as Kyle said, and um, I'm from the North Texas area, um, grew up there. Kyle and I met um, through college. Um, not sure exactly when I fell in love with you, but sometime, um, sometime in college. And um, yeah, I am an assistant principal in the uh, Houston area. Uh, Ian likes to call it vice principal. I'm not sure that's even really a thing. Um, but um, yeah, we have three kids, um, as Kyle has said. And I, I was impressed with Michaela. She just like flowed those ages off so quickly. I'm sitting here like trying to memorize them. So I twelve nine they're six. They're all even numbers. <laughs> twelve nine six. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
That's me. Great. Well, we are excited to have you on. Um, and I, and I really want to just set the premise that we, we want to hear from you. So Ian and I are going to jump in with questions, but really want to get your perspective to not just help our, our male listeners, maybe get a woman's perspective, because a mm-hmm. lot of times I know, like for me early on in my marriage, our marriage, I was, you know, th- there were a lot of questions and, and just thoughts that I would have that I wouldn't necessarily even be comfortable asking. Um, so, you know, if I could get a different perspective from, you know, a, a, another woman in a non-threatening way, that that would have been very beneficial t- for for me earlier in a marriage to learn just how to communicate more. You know, what what are you guys um, really looking for from us? How can we build your trust? Like all those types of things. Um, and so really just to jump right into it, I want to talk um, at a high level. So the the whole premise of the show is living in the flow. So kingdom flow, living in the spirit and blurring the lines across all aspects of our life and not just being um, a Christian on Sunday, but truly living it out um, in, in every interaction that we have with people in the grocery store and in traffic everywhere. And, um, and, you know, for you, Michaela, just holding the fort down and for Lindsay at, at the school and how you live that out, especially in a public school. So uh, I think both of you guys bring such a great perspective that, that will help a lot of people. Um, so to jump right into it, you know, what does commitment to the flow look like for you from, from a woman's perspective? Like, how do you, how do you wake up every day? Um, and, and both of your roles right now, just where your calling is, how do you wake up every day and, and just um, make the choice? We talked about choices on, on the last podcast. You have a choice to either wake up and, and live like Jacob or, you know, wake up and, and, and live like Israel, where you're living out on faith and just obeying God's commands. All that being said, what does commitment to the flow look like for you? So. Who wants to take it? Go ahead, Lindsay. Um, yeah, I'll jump in. And I think most of my contribution is going to be coming from kind of the the working mom side, which I love the contrast that we have here right now so that we can kind of speak to both of those. Um, but for me, there came a point where I just had to stop making excuses. Um, and, you know, you're every woman is so busy, whether you're a stay at home mom, whether you are a working, you know, working mom, um, there is a never ending checklist of things to do. Um, and I remember having a conversation with Kyle and just saying like, you know, I really want to have more time, you know, with the Lord and I really want it to be a priority, but it physically, like it literally does not fit into my schedule. Like show me where it works, show me. And I think for me, it was just a pivotal moment of realizing like, we can always make an excuse, always somehow make an excuse. And so I had to literally just say, you know what, this might have to go and this might have to go. Like those aren't normally things I would give up, but they're just going to have to go if I, if I want to fit this into my life. And the crazy thing is it's, it's sort of magical. Like everything just falls into place when you prioritize that spending time with God, like the numbers don't add up. You don't know how it works, but it does. Um, and you know, it's one of those things now it's just, it's like gasoline to, to my tank, you know, like I have to have that time with the Lord in the morning. Um, there were times I did try to do it at night. And for me, I, I didn't get as much of the benefit the rest of the day doing it at night. And so I think, yeah, that's my big 
my big contribution would just say like, stop making excuses if you are, because there is a way to, to fit it into your day, no matter how busy you are. Yeah. I think to add to that, I think one, one thought that I always have is we're always going to find what we're seeking. So if you're just looking to make an excuse, you're, you're, you're going to be right. I mean, nine times out of 10, the excuses that we're telling ourselves are actually truths. So it's just a matter of prioritization. And one more piece on that, like um, just just to kind of show what the commitment can look like, like I wake up at 430 in the morning. That's how I make it happen. So I'm not saying that it's just like, you know, it's like it takes a movement on your part as well. Like it can't just be like, God, this is what I want. Make it happen. Like you have to find how it's going to happen. And even if that means waking up at 430, I remember for lots of years, and I think Kyle talked about this on a previous podcast, like he would wake up and I would always say, I will never wake up in the four o'clock hour, like five o'clock. I can do that, but you will never find me waking up in the four o'clock hour. Don't, don't ever say never because your priorities shift. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, what does commitment to the flow look like for you? Um, I agree with just the excuses, just having three young kids and either being pregnant or having a newborn for the past seven years. I always had an excuse of I'm so tired. I don't sleep. The kids are waking me up at night. Um, and then in the past probably two years when I realized I need God, I need this time or else I can't get through my day without it. Then it was like, is a non-negotiable. Like I, I need this, like in order for me to be a good mom, in order for me to be a good wife, I had to have, I have to have that time every single morning. Um, and just going back to what Lindsay said about morning versus night, like morning, um, you're just setting yourself up for the day. And there's been times still where maybe one day I don't read my Bible and I'm like, shoot, <laughs> you know, I didn't have that time this morning and it totally makes your day, you know, it can make it or you can go back and realize, okay, that's why I acted this way or that's why I snapped at the kids or I snapped at my husband's because I wasn't filled that morning. Um, so I think just the, you know, using excuses, I'm really tired. I don't want to wake up that early. Like you need God, you need God to get, get you through your day. And so you need that time and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't have to have two hours in the morning. It just needs to be, you just need to get filled. And sometimes it's 10 minutes and sometimes it could be an hour. But, um, and I think it helps too, if your husband and you are on the same page and holding each other accountable and waking up together in the morning, that helps a ton. So just having that conversation of like, cause I was struggling to wake up in the morning with my devotional. So Ian and I just had a conversation like, Hey, we're going to set our alarms together. We're going to wake up in the morning and go from there. And to not feeling condemned when you don't, <laughs> when you don't wake up and read your Bible that morning, cause you're exhausted. Like I could, I would get in a funk of like, I feel so bad. I haven't read my Bible in a week. And so I would just feel condemned and just not do it. And so not feeling condemned when you do have those days where you're just exhausted. Um, no, I, that's I, great. Know. I think it's great. You know, it's, we, this kingdom flow, you know, we, we, we get on the podcast and talk about it, you know, just us, but this is such a team effort. Yeah. And this is really why we wanted to have our wives on on, on the podcast is because like it is, it's, we talked about it previously, Kyle, it starts with us, mm. but then it's, it's, it's in order for us to get and go where God wants us to go, 
we've got to have our helpmate that is on board with us. And it's taken, um, we've, we've both, both families have walked together individually, but together through this process. And it's when, when, when both parties get together or both, um, when, when the couples get together, it, it really begins to, um, move at a new level. Yeah. And really we begin to see, um, true life change and true, really, I would even go even further, family change and true legacy begin to happen. And so, um, when we, you know, Mikhail and I get to, I mean, we do this every day together and it's, and it is, it's, 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 they, we, and they are the greatest, we're, we're each other's greatest form of accountability. And so, um, yeah, it truly is a partnership and that's, that's the, that's the point here. And, and so, I think about it with us, you know, for the longest time, it felt like I was, it felt like I was kind of on an island with, by myself. I mean, we've talked about this, but um, where I was the only one really interested in, in growing internally and growing. I mean, it started from a business standpoint and ultimately led to essentially radical transformation in my spiritual life. But for the longest time, I felt like I was just kind of doing it by myself. And it wasn't until you decided that for yourself too, that you uh, were going to make this a priority and, and, and really just start getting more intimate with God and growing a true relationship rather than just, just having Christianity be a part of your religion that it, it, it just, this unlocking happened and this supernatural peace just, just immediately has come over our, our home and in our lives and just, and, and most of all in our marriage and just how we communicate and everything else. So, uh, but the question that I'd want to ask following from that for both of you is what changed? Like, have you always been this way where you've always prioritized it or think about it maybe more recently, like what shifted for you? Was there an event? Was it just like a slow transformation where you were like, man, I really do need to prioritize this. So what, what happened? What was the catalyst? I think for me, this is Lindsay. Um, like I was sitting here thinking as Kyle was talking, you know, back when he was just really kind of going through this transformation process. Um, I, I consider myself a pretty strong, independent female, and um, that has lots of pros and lots of cons that I've kind of discovered over the years. Um, but I didn't always do well with like Kyle's contributions of, hey, why don't you, you know, you should really read your Bible. You should really spend time in the word. And all of it was coming from a place of like, he just wanted me to experience what he was experiencing. And everything I heard um, through my own filter was condemning everything. And Um, Like I said earlier, with excuses and just validating, like, I work full time, I have three kids, like, look at all these things that I do. Really, it's a sense of, like, pride almost, you know, like, look at all these things that I do. Like, you know, don't tell me something that I'm not doing is enough, you know, and his heart was never in that posture, but that's how I received it. Um, So for me, the, the transformation happened when I just experienced Kyle um, just experienced his own transformation and my walls began to come down and just, man, I, I want what he has. Like he has so much peace. He has so much joy. He has so all like, you know, just the fruits of the spirit, just like overflowing from him. And, 
you know, so it was just patience on his part, you know, speaking words of encouragement, but ultimately me just seeing like what he had. And, and I wanted that. And that's what that's what it's supposed to look like. That's how the man is supposed to lead the house. Um, and for strong, independent women, it's hard for us to come around to that as quickly, I think. But um, I just want you to know, like, there's so much blessing in it if you will just um, just, you know, listen to the leadership of your spouse. And so. Yeah. Michaela, you have had a, um, I think you did, you have a radical upbringing that led you to Jesus. And ultimately, I mean, just, just the, the parts that I've heard. And I think that at some point we'll dig more into that, um, maybe a, probably on another podcast episode. Cause I think both of y'all have some very powerful stories, um, Lindsay, for you with your health, but Michaela, what, what was that shift for you? When did you actually start taking it more seriously, maybe more in, in your married life? Yeah. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but just when I when I shifted my thinking, like going into reading my word to I need God, <laughs> I need him to get through this day. I need him to be all like be all of the roles that I need to be. It changed versus before it felt more of like homework, like, oh, I need to read my Bible today because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so when it when I shifted to like I need this. I need to be in my word. I need to hear from God. Um, that just helped me want, it helped me. Um, I had the desire to read it every day. So now when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I want to read. I want to get something new out of it. And every day I try to take something that I can run with for that day. Um, so really, I mean, I would say just in, in the past, Luke is like two and a half. So maybe in the past year and a half, yeah. it's really shifted for mm. me when I just realized the need. Uh, when y'all, so y'all are saying for the last probably year and a half or so, right? Y'all have been living in what we call kingdom flow. What are some, what are some things from y'all's perspective that has changed since living in this versus, um, and then I'd like to give our perspective of what we think has changed yeah. um, since living in this flow and living in, um, in intentionality in pursuit in, in having full identity as daughters, what, what from y'all's perspective has changed? Yeah. Internally, what have you noticed? Yeah. So I think what's changed the most for me is really my perspective on everything. It's thinking about, um, it's thinking about long-term It's thinking about legacy. It's thinking about, um, God's kingdom. It's in every choice that we make. And so um, my whole life goes through that filter now. Um, and so, and I, I don't really know how it happened um, other than I think when the Holy Spirit is just moving in your life so radically as a family, things just start to shift. And so um, there's been a, a lot of boundaries that I've had to put in place this year um, because once you taste it, you don't you don't want to lose it. And so um, with that, so with that peace, with the joy, with all of those things that are um, stronger in our life, like you don't want it to go away, but there, there are difficult decisions that come with that, that you have to, to do in order to keep it. Um, can you talk about that? Uh, can you talk yeah, about some of the that, difficult decisions? Yeah, you don't um, have to, yeah and I want to be, I want to be practical for people listening, but. Give um, us a nugget. 
you know, it may look like, I know, I think y'all have talked before about the compartmentalizing your life. And, and that's something I've really worked through this year. Um, and it wasn't something I even purposefully was aware that I was doing. Um, but, you know, I'll be honest, it's hard to be all in for God when you're standing in front of someone that you're not even sure if they're a believer. But you've been a friend with them for a while and they may not have even seen that side of you. So for me, like getting that true freedom is allowing every single person that I interact with to see who I am at my core. And um, so some of those boundaries this year looked like giving up friendships. Um, it didn't it didn't look like, you know, being hateful or ugly to those people, but it, it looked like drawing firm lines in the sand of um, we don't value or align with the same things. And I'll always be here if you need me, but, but I am going to choose to spend my time with people who are going to um, contribute or build me up in what our family's trying to accomplish. And those boundaries go with me personally, but they also go with my kids. It may look like, Hey, you, you don't get to go to that party. You don't get to sleep over. You don't get to do these things. Um, but it, you have to be really careful, too, that it's not coming from a place of um, condemning again. But like, no, you know, that peace we have in our home, that joy we have, like we want to keep that going. So this is why we have those boundaries. This is why, because there's something better than, you know, being invited to that party. Yeah, and I think the there, there is an opportunity. We don't want to completely shut out lost people in our lives forever. Right. But I think there is, it, 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 there's a lot of wisdom in when we go in the dark room to really transform our heart, work on the renewing of our mind and truly becoming the living sacrifice that we need to become. It's going to take time, but we have to do it and create some pretty strict boundaries so that we can drive a very deep foundation. And then once you have a deep foundation, and it could look like, you know, multiple years in some cases for you to truly be in a position where, okay, now I can hang out with that person and that person's not going to have an effect on me, but I, I might be able to use my, my, um, transformation is now an opportunity to draw that person in closer to, to God or even witness to them and, you know, lead them to um, accepting Jesus, maybe. And look, I mean, I was 36 years old and I'm still learning that boundary for myself. So I don't understand why I would think that my, you know, 12 year old daughter would have that ability to do that for herself yeah. if, if I'm not even in a place yet where I can um, make those hard decisions consistently. Yeah. Um, and I was just going to say one more thing about boundaries. Like as parents, you know, I, I shared that I'm an assistant principal at a school, at an elementary school. Um Sometimes I think some of the experiences that I've seen with young kids and just, you know, exposure to things they have no business being exposed to, things like that, like we have to be really aware of our boundaries. Um, and and they're just super, super crucial for our kids because they cannot do it on their own. And kids need structure and they need boundaries, but they don't know how to ask for that. So it's our responsibility to um, to really put those in place. Michaela, how about you? So you had an opportunity to think about it internally. What have you noticed with your thought process, your feelings that have shifted for you as you've seen this, um, this, this transformation in your heart? Uh, I'm going to say it this way. What kind of fruit have you seen from being in kingdom flow now? And then I want to give, I want to, I want to give some areas where I think you've grown a ton. Yeah. I would say 
the way that I think has changed. And so um, something that I just learned recently was um, just having your emotional ruler. And so comparing like what I'm dealing with in the moment compared to like the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen um, and just kind of like weighing out whatever is going on in front of me. Like yesterday on the way home from the beach, the kids were going insane. 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 I literally wanted to. I my shadow self was coming out. <laughs> Calm and down. I started to slightly <laughs> twitch. I can see. I can see your eyes <laughs> glaring. But anyway, I just had to think to myself. I'm like, okay, like the situation. The situation in the moment. The kids were going crazy. Ian was on a phone call. I was on a phone call, and I thought to myself, okay, the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen is blank. Like the worst thing. And but what was happening in that moment, I had to like, okay, that was like a one, like how bad was that actually, like, just in that moment, I could have reacted and gotten really frustrated and mad. But I was like, seriously, this is not, this is really not a big deal. Like, and so I think just the way that I think through things and situations has changed. And I'm able to like, rationalize with myself of like, okay, this is not a big deal. I'm just going to calm, like calm down. And so I think it helps when like you're, you're walking through your day and things are happening and situations that you didn't expect come up. You just, okay, how bad is this measure? Like how bad the situation actually is. And then, then you can respond appropriately. Um, but you know, like a one to 12 scale of your emotions, and then you can respond appropriately from there. Um, yeah, I think so. I'm going to I'm going to answer a few of the ones that I think. So like the way I think one of the ways that you since you've been living in this kingdom flow mindset, um, the way that your patience has grown drastically, right? Like you're you're so empathetic and you're so patient with the kids and with me, honestly, with me more than the children. It's I'm the biggest yeah, we child, all need a lot of patience. The child of the group is the 33-year-old baby is me. Um <laughs> I think too, since you've been living in this kingdom flow, your confidence level has grown drastically. We had a, you mentioned this the other day, my, my wife and I are polar opposites and, um, I, you know, she's a very, um, sweet and kind and, um, I'm not most of the time. And, uh, but she, a couple of years ago, we, we had a Christmas party. We had a uh, half of our staff there or no, three quarters of our staff there. We had about 40 people there. And, um, a couple of years ago, like she got up there and we had games and we had, you know, um, um, we had a bunch of announcements that we did and, I didn't do it, but she did a phenomenal job at it, right? But a couple of years ago, she would have never been able to do that. Like, ne her, she would have been a wreck um, before that. But because you've been living this way, I just see this confidence come out in you um, that has been just incredible. And then also, the other day, she she was on the phone with someone, and, and she's just like, just praying over this person um, and or you told me the story about how you were praying over this person. And it was just, it's cool to um, not only confidence in you, but confidence in Christ that has grown since you've been in this flow. And it's funny when we grow in Christ and we grow in the confidence of who Christ is, who we are naturally comes out. Our true self naturally comes out. And there's this 
this boldness that comes out because we're rooted in in Christ. And it's like, I go back to that picture of the Lion King when, you know, everyone's seen the Lion King and, you know, Simba's roaring or is that how you say roaring? Roaring. 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 <laughs> you can tell I barely graduated high school. Uh, roaring. Um, but then all of a sudden his dad roars behind him and things begin to shake and move. It's the same thing with, I think you, Michaela, you, you've grounded yourself in this flow and you've been intentional in it. And now you're experiencing that confidence, not only in yourself as you grow, but you're experiencing that confidence in who God is growing through you. And so I'm super proud of you. You're doing a phenomenal Thank job. You. I That's love so. you. <laughs> yeah. I think um, for me with you, Lindsay, I think I've, I've noticed a lot of the same things, the confidence is being one of them, but the, as I'm thinking more about it, um, you've always been a very driven, confident person by nature, but there is a new level of activation that has completely been unlocked through this process. So the, the commitment that, um, that I've seen in, and just the example of you waking up at four 30 and, and just to make sure that you have enough time to uh, do the things that you need to do before you you go to school has been something I've never seen before. And um, I think it comes back to the commitment to the execution aspect of it. You know, it we can we can commit and say we're we're committed all we want, just like we're we say, yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a believer. I follow Jesus and everything else. But until you truly live that out. And, and you, you work on the activation and the execution of it, you're just given lip service. Um, and we've all been there and, you know, we all still likely struggle with that, but all that to say, when, when you start to see that, especially from, from my vantage point, uh, and this could be, this could go either way, right. For, for the, the ladies who are maybe more committed to their faith and the activation side versus their husbands, the one single thing that I really feel, and I don't like, don't hear what I'm not saying, but there's more wisdom through your opinion that actually holds more weight. For sure. So meaning, whereas before, you know, you'd give an opinion and, and both of us, we'd, we'd give an opinion and yes, we would still trust the other person because we know that person intimately and we trust that they want good intentions for us and, and that their hearts are pure. But if it's not grounded and rooted in truth and wisdom that comes from our heavenly father, then there, it, it doesn't hold a lot of weight in a lot of cases. Now we're going off of our fleshly wisdom, which is dangerous. And so you know, now more than ever in our life and our marriage that I've seen, like th the way that when we talk about certain things and everything else, it's just like, it's just a different person that is, is bringing a new perspective that I know is, is rooted in, in the Holy spirit. And that's why I say that. So, um, you know, that's, that's a big part of it for, for all of our communication. Right. And it's really hard. I think when, when you have one person that's just kind of um, when one person's leading the other person, the other one person isn't there. This is why alignment is so huge. And even the communication aspect of it, because, you know, you talked about this earlier with you where I was the one saying, hey, you should read your Bible and everything else, which I remember like saying a lot of those, like having a lot of those conversations, you know, I'm 
without a doubt, I can say that my communication probably was not the best in how I was coming across. So how you communicate really matters, making sure that you're coming in with empathy and not from just a legalistic perspective, but doing whatever you can to work together so that you guys can have the ultimate gift of peace because it's the, 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 the peace is I think the number one desire for a lot of people that don't even really know why they would desire that until they have it is the way I would describe it. And I've been in environments, I've been in homes where there's true supernatural peace in there. Um, and now that's my number one desire for our, for our home. But it wasn't really until there was an alignment that came together with you and I where I started to see the fruit of that. I was just going to say quickly to just like encourage um, whether you are the female or the male and you um, are the one that has been, you know, committed to this journey of, um, you know, just trying to grow yourself spiritually and you feel like your spouse is is not there. Like just keep working on yourself and, um, you know, that like take your focus off of your spouse and just keep doing it for yourself. And your spouse is going to see that fruit and, and it will turn, it will shift. Just, just give it time. Cause, um, I, you know, I, I think naturally one person does come into it before the other. So it's likely that if you're on this journey, one of you, you know, one of you is ahead of the other person. So just keep being faithful, just keep putting one foot in front of the other and doing it. And, and, um, you know, your spouse will see, will see the fruit and will follow. Yeah, I think that's really good. And just to say, you know, we're, we're, we're really close friends. And so just encourage you too, Lindsay, you know, I think I, what I've seen in you since you've been in this kingdom flow is two things, just to echo what you said, authority, which I think is huge. You, you now speak with authority. There's, there's weight to what you're saying, which is really cool to see. And then number two, you're really learning and you're really experiencing living by faith and not by sight, which is, um, one of the hardest and weird, when you really begin to live by faith and not by sight, it is, it's weird. It's this weird feeling. And it's like, it is, it is a, it's a learned thing. And so just encourage you with that. Like, you know, you're no longer like a Judas and like, you're no longer having to see the hands in the side anymore. You're living by faith and it's evident in your life and in everyone around you. So thanks Ian. See, I'm encouraging. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's episode. Help us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time.